Welcome back to the Divided Opinion Team of the Season episode. If you're hearing this, we've decided to break them into two episodes because we've just overran and got carried away with it. And I think it's a good thing. God, we've we've really wanted to go into detail with this, give you a bit of insight, maybe tell you a few players that you hadn't thought of already for your teams. It's been fun. I've really enjoyed it. But yeah, loved it. So let's. If you're listening to this now. Now, yeah, enjoy the second part of this episode. If you could like, you can't like the podcast, but if you follow it on Spotify, leave us a review, follow the Instagram at Divided Opinion. Any support's really appreciated, and kind of engagements like likes and follows just help us get the podcast out to other people. So, but there's no pressure. If you enjoy it, show a friend. But yeah, thanks for listening. Right. So, you've gone for a three-man midfield, right? With yeah. One holding. I've gone 4 uh, 2 obviously. So, yeah. I've got two CDMs. Like, not two CDMs, but two centre mids. Mm-hmm. In the running for more of a holding box-to-box midfielder, who have you got down? Who would you? Who comes to mind? Quite a few come to mind. Obviously, Declan Rice and Didi. I think Kante, second half season. It's been brilliant. But, um, yeah, I went for Wilfred and Didi. His consistency and how how important he is to that Leicester side. I think if you take him out of the Leicester team, I think at the times you saw the season when he's been injured, that's when Leicester have sort of played, have had their sort of poorer run of results. But yeah. I just think he's absolutely. And you watched him on Tuesday against United. He, he just dominates people, Boss doesn't that he? He, he bosses did. it. I mean, yeah, I don't think. And uh, and I've started this season. I've actually started to see a bit of him improving his sort of going forward. His technical side of his game because I always thought that was a weak point of his. Yeah, similar to with Kante, or Kante's obviously improved it because he's a world world class player. But I've started seeing Didi sort of chipping more with his attacking play as well. So I think yeah, don't think anyone other than Didi to be honest with me. With Didi, I think it it's come it's come with experience really. But he's still so young, isn't he? Like yeah, 22, yeah, he 23, really, yeah. he's around that age. Yeah, twenty three, I think. But yeah, he's so important to mm. Leicester. So important, but as important as the other man that I've actually gone for. So we've also got Basuma. He's been outstanding this season. He's got the second highest tackles in the league. Yeah. So, with 93. Yeah, he's actually a player I'd love to see at United. I think he'd be brilliant. Perfect for that midfield. And he could do the job of, like you said, McTominay and Fred. Yeah, outstanding. United need that one player, don't they? That can do the role of the two players that are doing it already. Yeah. Yeah, you mentioned Kante. Obviously, been in in and out of the team really earlier on in the season. He's never. He's not even. He's. I think he's secured his spot now again, but only very recently, which is why he has missed out for me. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. We, we've we've only mainly just started to see it in the Champions League. His big performances. Yeah. So if we're doing the Premier, yeah, I think Europe. We've they've seen best of Kante, and I don't think he's he's used. He's been used a lot more in Europe as well. I think that two could chops and changes that Chelsea team, doesn't he? Quite. A, Quite a bit, and, but yeah, I think next season probably we're going to see the a full season of like the best Kante. Another player that loses kind of doesn't grab the headlines is obviously Rodri at City. He's he just looks horrible to play against. Goes under the radar, doesn't he? Yeah. he's one of he's so, someone he reminds me a lot of someone a bit like Carrick. Like no one used to really talk about him, but when you just look at him, he's he's actually a top top player, and he makes it. I think he makes City tick. 
He's more of an aggressive version, isn't he, of Carrick? Yeah, he's stronger. So yeah, he's definitely more of a like, sort of more defensively capable player. But he just looks so important to that Man City team. He's definitely gonna. I think Fernandinho's just signed a one-year extension. Yeah, Rodri's definitely a player that will. I think we'll see at City for years to come. Stuart Dallas. He's yeah, really incredible. Where, 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 what position does he even play? Exactly. <laughs> we could literally have fitted him into could put him in at right wing. Yeah, <laughs> he, he literally. I think he's played left wing back, left back, right back, right wing back, right mid, centre mid, left mid. Attacking midfield. Yeah. When you watch him as well, he literally is everywhere. Get, yeah, he, he, I didn't really know much about him until sort of the, well this season. Or I think I, I saw him play a bit in the Championship for Leeds, but. It costs just one point seven million when they sign. Where do they sign him from? Uh, let me just find out. So they signed him from Brentford. He went on loan mm. to Northampton Town. Yeah, one point seven million. Ridiculous. Probably, probably the bargain of the season. I think they signed yeah. him before the season. Yeah, might, might explain <laughs> it. <laughs> Signing of the twenty fifteen season. <laughs> Was that when they signed him? Yeah. Leeds? All right. <laughs> signing of the season say, what a shout that one is point, I thought they signed him in the summer or last summer didn't know he'd been at least for that long probably signing of the decade never mind yeah just incredibly versatile he's got 8 goals all from open play as well which is impressive he's got 3 assists and that doesn't account for his defensive work as well and his engine and his fitness is so important for Bielsa's side the, the, their system the way they play he just expects players to be able to play everywhere, be able to run everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like a hard team to play for, Leeds. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You can't hide in the Leeds side, can you? No, not at all. So I've gone gone for the other Leicester City man, Tielemans, Yuri Tielemans. I just, if there was an award for the most cultured player in the Premier League, I think Yuri Tielemans wins it easily. Mm, yeah. His passing vision and passing range are just world class. He looks fitter this season. He's obviously changed something with his diet or just his his routine because, yeah, he's just he's faster. With a player with his skills skill set, you'd yeah. With a player with his skills get skills get get <laughs> a player a player with his skill set, you'd you'd probably expect him to play in a holding midfield role. Lack of he's not gifted pace wise. He's got great vision. He's good defensively, but he's he's a box to box midfielder now, yeah. and he gets forward. And like you were saying, with obviously from that you think that Leicester play with, and Diddy and and Tielemans protecting the back four. The only reason we've been playing those two is because Harvey Barnes has been out injured. We really lack in the midfield in the in the uh, in the winger positions. So yeah, that's why we've been playing the two. The normally we'd play a Holden and Diddy Holden, and then Madison and. And Tielemans in the kind of the eight roles. And Tielemans is unbelievable going forward. It's so important as well with Madison being out injured or obviously there's been other things going on with Madison that's led to him being just distracted on the pitch and it showed. Yes, Madison's had a good season, but you would have liked to have been talk I would have liked to have been talking mm. about him being in the he'd probably yeah. be my disappointment. I think of the he's season. fallen away, hasn't he, in the second half of the season. It's all down to his own his own doing. Yeah, and he's take a look at himself. But with what I was going to say was with him not being there and him being our focal point up front, supplies, goals, assists, everything. Tiedemans has stepped up and been that guy. He's obviously got, not, got a ridiculous goal scoring um, 
output, but he's he's been there or thereabouts, Tielemans. And yeah. Getting into good positions and yeah. Yeah, he's. I'd agree because I've actually put him in my team you have? for another midfielder. Wow. It was actually out of him and it was really close. It was out of him and Kevin De Bruyne. But I just thought, Kevin De Bruyne, he is, he is amazing. And I just thought it was a bit too obvious. But I, I don't know. Can you, would you, do you have to put De Bruyne in? I don't think he's been... I don't, I don't think he's been amazingly good, De Bruyne. I think he's obviously an amazing footballer, but I don't think he's set the world, especially in the Prem, I don't think he's done... Well, incidentally, I know we called divided opinion, but I've actually... De Bruyne's not in my team either. Yeah, well, I've got Ndidian Tielemans is my first two. Wow. And do you want to hear my third one? Oh, well, go ahead, go ahead. for Bruno. But, yeah. But I thought, yeah, I think that'd be a great midfield, actually, Bruno and Ndidian Tielemans. Could have played a 4-2-3-1. Yeah, I was sort of, I was going through it and I was really sort of trying to think whether to include De Bruyne, but I thought, I just thought Tielemans is... Well, this is what I got down on De Bruyne. He's obviously City's talisman, and he's so much more than goals and assists. It's just having him on their pitch is just so so much of a plus for them. Mm-hmm. Arguably the best player in the league, but yeah, like you said, yeah. this season wasn't his best. I've actually got down. So this season he's got five goals and eleven assists, which is a pretty standard um, return. One of I reckon De Bruyne probably would have liked to have been. Bit better. Mm. Seeing as the last season he got 13 goals and 20 assists. Yeah. So really, when you compare those two, I know I think he has had some injuries this season, De Bruyne. Yeah, I think he's always he never plays a full season, does he? He's always injury prone at some point of the season. But yeah, obviously he's yeah. only played 24 times in the Premier League. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean that tells you the story, doesn't it? Really. I mean that's in re- like five goals, 11 assists in 24 games. That's good. Pretty impressive. But leading on from that, I've gone for the man, for, for the man that's really... If I remember rightly, De Bruyne, when he was having a bit of a, a bad injury spell, was when Gundogan stepped up. And that's who yeah. I've gone for. He's quite a strange one with Gundogan because he seems to have hit his prime at 30 years old. <laughs> yeah. Or his best purple patch of his career, whichever you want to yeah. call it. He, I mean, he got a, a stuttering City side earlier in the season. The he gave them the jump start they needed. Yeah. Um, scored 12 goals this season. His previous best was six. Obviously, the season has, hasn't finished yet. And, and I always, I don't know about you, but I always saw him as a holding midfielder. I was obviously paying him a disservice. Yeah. But he's arguably been City's best, most consistent attacking player this season. Yeah. I'd probably, he's probably been up there with Diaz, City's best player, to be honest. Yeah. On, on the whole. But yeah, it can't be. Come out of the blue for me as well. I didn't never saw it in him. This sort of that goal scoring form he went on for a few games. How many goals he scored? About he must have scored about fifteen goals. He's not got, in, obviously he's got not in the Premier in the League. Prem, yeah, I can't, oh, yeah, it's almost yeah. He's only got one assist. Which yeah, is quite strange. It's a strange one. Yeah. That is very you'd strange. You'd actually. expect him to get more, wouldn't you? But, but I don't know what that tells you. He's still yeah. For me, he's in my team of the season. So, yeah, so we'll recap what we're, we've got so far. Do you want to go through your team up tonight? Um, Edison, Shaw, Maguire, Diaz, Cancelo, Ndidi, Tielemans, and I've got Bruno in there as well. In, is that in the hole? Kind of in the, in, the in the front of the both of them, yeah. yeah. So that's similar formation to mine. So, I've, yeah, I've gone for, obviously, Gundogan, 
Tielemans. Have I given you my third pick? No. No, I haven't. So I've gone for my third. I mean, there's t- I've got two players that could have played attacking midfield, but I've obviously also gone for Bruno. Yeah. He's turned United's whole projection around. Um, he may have fallen off the place near the end of the season, but obviously, do you reckon that's to be expected with the way Ollie's used him? He's, yeah, he's played I, every game this season. Yeah, yeah. I don't, and then again, I don't think he's. Obviously, he's not at the, 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 the heights he's set in his first few months at United. Always going to be hard to keep that up for a whole season, but I don't. I wouldn't say he's fallen off. It still does impact us so much on the pitch, whether he gets a goal or assist or not. But he's got to be in there. I think seventeen goals and I think it's twelve assists in the Premier League alone. Seventeen goals and eleven assists. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, seventeen goals for a midfielder, and obviously still got three games left to play. Yeah. What well, What's your What would you say to the people that bring up the amount of penalties he scored? Bring up the amount of penalties that top players, other top players miss. Aguero, De Bruyne. Very true. I mean, you've got to score them. Goals are goal at the end of the day. Last time I checked, penalties, penalties counted as goals. Yeah, it's the pro. It's very true. Like you need someone to step up. Yeah, and you, I think uh, I'm sure there was a I'm sure a story sat saying that what well, was definitely it might not be relevant anymore, but definitely about a month ago, De Bruyne when you take away his penalties was still the highest goal scoring midfielder in Europe without penalties. So. Yeah, sort of. Couple shouts that we actually didn't mention uh, that I just think deserve a mention for the centre mid position. James Ward-Prowse been outstanding this season. Yeah, dead ball specialist, but again offers so much more than that. And I don't know. I'm pretty sure we didn't mention him, but Suchek as well. Obviously, been incredible. Yeah, yeah. I've not mentioned him to be honest. Surprisingly, I've seen a lot of people putting him ahead of Rice in their team this season. What? Mm. I've always. I mean, I'm not the. You've never been a massive Rice fan, have you, until no, recently? No, but I, I personally, I think what he offers West Ham is more than what Suchek offers, regardless of their technical abilities. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I was, I was thinking of Rice as well. Rice is very close to being in my team, but yeah, just thinking Diddy, just what he's done for Le- Leicester and what how important he is. I think he's just, yeah, I think he's at just at a level above and De- Declan Rice. Yeah, right, so go on to now the two players. Actually, it might be more interesting to come back to them after because I imagine we've both gone for the same striker. But so for the striker position, yeah, by the way, we didn't know. We haven't, we've kept these secrets to each other, so we don't know. We're as shocked as you guys. So in the running for the striker position, obviously we've got Harry Kane, obviously is in, in the running. Patrick Bamford, how would you assess what he's done this season? He's got 15 goals. Brilliant return. The season finished now. Obviously, you can get a couple more. But, yeah, certainly one I didn't expect. I just remember Leeds fans just absolutely battering him in the championship. Even though he's scored a lot of goals to take them up, I think he used to miss so many chances, I think. And Leeds, I always saw Leeds fans just saying he wasn't good enough. And obviously, when they get to the Prem, they need a new striker. And they signed Rodrigo, didn't they? And but he just... I think it's probably credit to Bielsa as well. He's probably, made, I think he's made him feel like he's, he is important and he is, and he has is good enough. Because I think he was probably, he's had a lot of chances, Bamford, hasn't he? Sort of in his career, and I think he even said himself that he's sort of like he, he needed to prove it, prove it to himself. He's a classy customer, isn't so, he? Yeah, he needed to prove to himself more than anyone that he could do it. And but, I'm, I'm happy he's, he's, yeah. he's done it because I think he, he's, he's worked hard and he's, in these. We've reaped the rewards this season. It's always nice to see a player that started at a team like Chelsea 
was kind of um, supposed to be a good up-and-coming talent and never really happened at Chelsea. It was in that crop of players over a, about a five, ten-year period where very few of them ever made it into the first mm. team. But it's an interesting stat that will may put you off him being in your team this season if he is in. Big chances missed. Patrick Bamford, top. 21. Yeah. doesn't surprise you because I still think if you put in the got putting the ball in the back of your net 15 times in your debut Premier League season, well, he's had had very limited minutes at other clubs in the Prem, so you'd uh, argue as well that he's getting he's obviously getting in the right position. Yeah, that's the main input. That's the hardest thing for a striker is getting in them positions. Getting them big chances. Yeah. On to the second player on that list for big chances missed, Jamie Vardy, 19. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't surprise me, to be honest. Yeah. Having watched him, he's, and this is why I, I refute the allegations that Vardy is is past it, because the guy, like we just said, the hardest part is getting into the position. We know Vardy can finish it. He'll yeah. be able to finish chances when he's fifty, but he's getting in those chances, and he he is getting them. Well, he's he, this is, I think people say the same thing about Vardy every season, don't they? Uh, he. He goes through that. He goes for a spell in a season where he doesn't score for about ten to twelve games. Normally, I think it's twelve at the moment, thirteen. But and everyone always, I think it started even it's midway, 13, yeah. midway through last season, when he started off really well and then he went through a patch. And everyone always says, "Oh, Vardy, he's he's lost his legs. He's he's finished." And then he always the following season comes back and starts with a bang, doesn't he? Yeah, and he's got he's got his best um, assists. This season with uh, nine assists. Yeah, oh, I, I mentioned it to you the other day actually when we were watching the game, didn't I? I feel like he's adapted his game more as he's got older. Obviously, you need to, everyone needs to adapt, especially he's almost 35, he's 34. He needs to adapt. He's never going to have your, you're not going to have that pace for your whole career. So I think he's sort of developed a bit into sort of, I don't think he's technically as good as Wayne Rooney was, but you know what I mean? He's sort yeah, of, become, he's mean. become more of a team player and drops deeper and sort of brings Ian Acho and other people into play rather than just being in behind every time. I, I don't yeah, I don't think you can underestimate how impressive that is from Vardy. I think often with a player that comes up through the leagues, they'll tend to have one skill that they're really good at, mm. which is like Vardy was just getting in behind and that's what he kept doing and it worked. And I don't think many people would have criticised him. And I, I, I was one that expected he'd, he'd lose his pace and then he'd gradually phase out and probably end up going to the MLS or something like that. But to be able to come into the league, the top league, the elite level of football so late, and to have that one skill that you're really good at, but not let it define his career and define his game. No. He is obviously still rapid, but he's not, he's not got the turn of pace that he did have. Yeah, I just think that's incredible from Vardy, to be able to adapt that. Yeah, I think it is. I think it just shows his mentality out of everything. If we were clearly doing a... works so hard, and yeah, and to, to get yeah, like you say, to get where he has got, but he's. I think it shows how intelligent he is actually as a football brain. You probably with players like him who have sort of come through the leagues and stuff, and maybe he didn't he, like he didn't strike you as someone that you think would be like a proper like. I know he loves obviously loves playing football. But he didn't like one of them people that sort of. You know, what I mean, studies knows low, the studies the game. He's not like a student of the game, but I mean, he, he clearly is. is. Yeah, yeah, and he clearly just loves playing football. Well, he obviously loves playing football. But. Yeah. <laughs> if we're doing a lifetime achievement award, 
think Vardy would definitely be in the running. Yeah. Do you think he needs it? Deserves a statue when he retires? Yeah. But the yeah. King Power. Hundred percent. Like I said, all eleven need to be, and probably add on a Joa as well. <laughs> Nathan Dyer as well. He deserves one, and you wouldn't need to pay much. It's tiny. Brilliant. So some other names for the striker position coming to the into their own later on in the season. Obviously, Edinson Cavani mm. been outstanding for United. I think next season it's going to be a huge plus for you that he's staying. Means you can save that money you were gonna maybe gonna spend on a striker, yeah. put it into a different position. And you've still got an unbelievable player in Edison yeah. Cavani. Yeah, I think that's what I'd want to do anyway, to be honest. I, th- I think having the option, I think we should get a right right side of midfielder, right winger, whoever that may be, Sancho, Rafinha, that's a, it's for a different day, that. But yeah, I think having him and Greenwood next season is more than good enough for United to rotate. Because Greenwood, you've seen Greenwood now in the in the last few months. He's just, yeah. he's sort of just coming, he's, so looks so mature on the pitch. I think Gary Neville said he's like seeing like a twenty nine. No, Solskjaer said he's like a twenty nine year old. He's outstanding. Playing. He's so yeah. good. But um, and he wasn't brilliant at the start of the season. No, no, he had a slow start. I think he had quite a personal personal life. He had quite a f- few things going on. But um, yeah. yeah, it's credit to him to be fair, Green, with how he's come back from all that and this obviously this scandal in Iceland. Just I, th- I, I was always I was disappointed to be honest with that how how sort of Southgate handled that with. He sort of chucked Greenwood under the bus a bit, didn't he? He's yeah. not had a call up since, and he sort of didn't really give, sort of put his arm around Foden almost as if to say like, "Oh, so don't worry, we'll get you back in the squad." But the the happy. treatment of Greenwood has, I think, again highlighted the archaic ways the media works in, and the stereotyping that does inevitably still happen. Yeah, and I often find that. Uh, it makes me think that do the media even realise what they're doing? I mean, how many times have we seen it with with young black players that are thrown into the spotlight, and yeah, they just get the Raheem Sterling treatment. There's just there's so many of them now. Uh, well, not of now, but there have been so many examples that yeah, it's shocking. And obviously, I think it's a, a conversation for another day that we have yeah. to put real time and thought into because yeah, it's a real issue. And why should, yeah, like you said, why should Mason Greenwood receive any different treatment to a Phil Foden? Mm. Another shout has been Kelechi Inacho. Incredible end to the season. We just mentioned Vardy. Obviously, hasn't been hitting the heights that he was. But Inacho, yeah, been incredible. How do you assess? Yeah, not not one I expected, to be honest, before this, this season. But he has been really good, especially in the last two when Leicester have needed him most, he's come up, hasn't he? And he's he's another one that's filled the void of Jamie Vardy's goal-scoring drought. So it's not really. I, don't, I think that's probably why you've, no one's really noticed. Sort of gone under the radar Vardy's drought because the Inacho's just took over the reins, which is it's, it's testament to both of them because they just used they didn't they didn't never used to play together, did they? Really? They have played together a bit, and they did have a good record when Inacho came off the bench, yeah. but. As no, a starting two, we never... Because normally we do only play one striker. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how Rodgers adapts that when Barnes comes back. And I imagine we will be bringing in a right winger this season, uh, in this summer. But It's an impossible job, isn't it, for Rodgers? Because obviously you can't leave Vardy out because it's Vardy. Mm. And 
there's no way you can leave Ianacho out in the form he's in. So he sort of has to, he's forced into play both of them, isn't he? So scoring frequency in minutes. So he gets a goal every. He's got a goal every 122 minutes. It's not bad. That that's the best in the league. Well, it's obviously not better than not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> Is there anyone else you can think of for the striker position that you'd like to chuck in the hat? I think we've... Oh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Mm. 16 goals. Started off unbelievably. His goals never really grab the headlines. They're often... He's a poacher. He's great in the air. I'm not yeah. taking away anything away from... I'm not taking anything away from what he offers Everton. and He's a great striker. Probably doesn't make our team season. No, it doesn't make it for me, but yeah, he has been really good. And uh, another one that sort of I always used to just slate him. I thought he was pretty awful. Yeah, I think I remember one of my one of uh, a, a classic for me on Twitter. I think I remember tweeting last the start of the start of at the start of this season after about two games that. Dominic Calvert-Lewin is the most four-goalless season striker you'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> and you could get and more of them of... horrendous takes at, at yeah. Henry West. <laughs> yeah, probably don't go over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah, so we'll go for our pick. Pretty obvious, Harry Kane. Mm-hmm. I assume you've gone for Harry Kane as well. Yeah, I didn't want to, but I've had to Yeah, because of his stats. But I, just because of how poor Tottenham have been, I thought, can I really put him in there when... Because as much as he's been brilliant in, in himself, I just I always find it hard to put some someone in there that is clear, clearly not really. Uh, it's hard to say because he is so good and he is so important to Tottenham, but he's not exactly like dragged them out of loads yeah, of situations. You're going to hate my next pick after Harry Kane, then. But yeah, sticking with Kane. Yeah, we'll go Kane. Obviously, numbers numbers speak for itself. Thirty-four goals and assists this season. Yeah, brilliant. That is be Bruno Fernandez in the next one down with twenty eight. Yeah. Harry Kane, I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's Spurs' best defender, their best midfielder and best attacker. He's probably their manager as well. Like <laughs> the <laughs> guy old. does feel almost older than the manager. He does I think yeah, similar age. I think they came through together, didn't they? Yeah. Um but I think I genuinely believe if you take him and Son out of that Spurs side maybe not relegation fodder but mid-table mm. I think they'd be below Arsenal I think without if you took like I think Arsenal's squad fair, they're probably quite similar to Spurs and Arsenal's squad but yeah Spurs without Harry Kane are nothing no are nothing yeah because I think if you speak to Tottenham fans as well even though he's I think he's got like 15 goals and 10 assists himself son they all a lot of them just think he's had a poor season yeah which yeah, I don't think he's been that good. I think sometimes stats can lie, can't they? Who Son? Yeah. Right. Well, we're going to my next pick. Have you gone for Son, team <laughs> in the team of the year? Yeah. What, <laughs> mate? Stats don't. You can't stats don't lie. And when you're in a side like Spurs, those stats are even more impressive because Spurs can lack so much. Can two Spurs players making the team of the year? They've been awful. Let me just. You can have your um. Five pence or whatever it is in a minute. But, in my opinion, one of the best duos the Premier League's ever seen. Kane's assisted Son nine times. Yeah. And Son has assisted Kane five times. In my opinion, you can't have Kane without Son. They've both been unbelievable this season. And like I said, in a side that creates very little, it's pretty much 
leave them mm. two up top and let them do all the attacking mm. work. I I understand. I do understand, and it was kind of the battle I was having in my head. Yeah. Two Spurs players in the team, but I looked at so the other kind of the other uh, nominees would be obviously Mo Salah. Got twenty four goals, four assists. The twenty goals, four assists, which again is impressive in front of goal. But it's that same debate. You can't have. Can you have Liverpool player in there? Mm. I was. I was really close to putting him in, but yeah, I just don't think. I think p- people in the team this season have to have sort of dragged their team out of bad situations across the season and sort of took everyone up to the, a higher level and I just think Tottenham and Liverpool you can't really say that for any by both of them sides so this wasn't I'd made my decision before but I was trying to find some stats to support my selection of some mm. Jamie Carrier is actually in the same boat as me I thought you said um, he was in your team this season yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so Son so he put Son ahead of Salah which this Liverpool fan called genuinely genuinely pathetic Constantly trying to win over rival fans for for what reason we'll never know. Uh, Jamie Carragher replied, "I looked at this and Son just edged Salah. Salah has now scored six pens and Son scored one." Which I know your your thoughts on the penalty debate, but Son's got a better goals per minute ratio mm-hmm. than um, goals and assists per minute is is a hundred and hundred five. Don't know minutes. Per goal and assist. That can't be right. 105 minutes gets a goal and assist. That can't be right. But Or goal or an assist, I think. But yeah, so Son, it's got better. It's got a better record. That's yeah. my argument. Um, yeah, that's my thoughts, really. I just think that with how good him, him and Kane have been, I think you'd be silly to let, leave them out. Obviously, maybe De Bruyne could have made the team, but I like to get a winger in there. Obviously, Foden's in the running. Yeah, I think obviously he's a generational talent. He's got seven goals, five assists in the league. He's obviously done excellently in other competitions as well. But for for this, we're we're purely looking at Premier League. Kind of found consistency later on in the season, um, which which bodes well for his inclusion in future years. And I think Foden is a player that is probably going to be in our team of the seasons for the next decade at least. He's going to be in world team of the seasons. He's that good. Phil Foden. He's obviously a shout for Young Player of the Year as well. Yeah, um, yeah, de- definitely. Who have you kind of thought? Who are your? Who are you? Yeah, who are you um, debating about picking? The wingers. Well, uh, one you've not mentioned, and who was straight into my team was Riyad Mahrez on the right. Yeah, I think he's he's been yeah one of City. Well, maybe even in the Champions League I think he's probably been City's best player this season definitely obviously this is a Premier League one but I think he's just took his game to a, like, a new level this season I think you've seen like world class performances week in week out sort of in front of your eyes from Mahrez and I don't think he gets an, a, as much credit as he deserves really obviously his numbers aren't aren't as great as people like Salas and stuff but um, no I, th- I think you can. I don't think you can leave Mahrez out. I don't think. What do you think? This season, Mahrez has got twenty-one. Well, he's played. He's only played twenty-one games. I think that's twenty-one starts and four off the bench. What in the Premier League? Yeah, nine goals, four assists, which is def- definitely impressive. And you know how what what I think about Riyad Mahrez. He's world class, and 
I would have no argument for him being in your team. I just, personally, the, the guy I've gone for, I think in terms of just importance to his team, I know traditionally he's not a winger, but yeah. he can definitely do a job there, and he showed that he could, to be fair, actually, Chelsea do play him as kind of as a winger, but oh yeah, I've gone for Mason Mount. Um, yeah. He's obviously, he became Lampard's first name on a T-sheet, and he's now become Tuchel's, which just shows how good he is. And like we, well, like we mentioned earlier, there was always a feeling that was Lampard's favouritism clouding his judgment and did he just... I always thought it was a situation of oh, Lampard said, oh, I see a lot of myself in Mason Mount. I always thought it was that. <laughs> I thought, just reminds me of myself. But, um, yeah, he, yeah. He was close to being in mind, to be fair, but I just couldn't... If for the positions, I was going to obviously play, go attack in midfield and couldn't really leave out Bruno, but he he was definitely second or top three for me in that that area of the pitch. Yeah, and to have two managers with completely different standings within football backgrounds, everything, yeah. To both just love him so much, and if I remember rightly, he didn't start in Tuchel's first game. No, yeah, against I think they played Wolves. Which Even yeah, just shows, doesn't it? Uh, now for him to be a like a first name on the team sheet. He just keeps continually proving people wrong. And Such a big game player as well. He's had to work hard to get those plaudits as well because if you don't really know football, you would look at the Madisons and Fodens who perhaps have more kind of, and Grealish, who a bit more, I don't know what the word is, a bit more mercurial maybe, a bit more of a mercurial. A bit more flair. Yeah, yeah. That, exactly. And Better on the eye. But, but man, I mean, I've got a few things written down here. Runs runs the game, rarely misplaces a pass, unlike others on the list. That in that attacking midfield position, you often get a lot of players, and I think you'd say with Bruno, n- taking nothing away from him, tries a lot of balls and they don't come off. Yeah. He's not, yeah, he's not really one that runs at people either, is he? Mount is incredibly productive in his passing. You rarely see him misplaced passes, and he still plays those killer passes. And I, I think the, the most impressive thing for me with Mount is the the level he does it for 90 minutes. like He's so fit. So, so energetic. Like Just works tirelessly. Lungs of st- iron. Just like, yeah. imagine him, imagine having to play against him and Kante in the midfield. Unbelievable. <sighs> be a tire, tiring you just afternoon. know Mason Mount is good. He wants it more than oh, anyone. Yeah, and you he f- can see it. Yeah. I can't fault him. I, I, was, I was also, I wasn't a massive fan of him last season. But um, he's definitely sort of turned my view on him. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Six goals, six assists. Maybe could have been better. Mm. But what, like I said, when you watch Mount play, you just realise he offers so much more. And, and if you if you just watch him, my advice would be just for listeners as well, is if you're watching Chelsea, for five minutes, just watch Mason Mount. Mm. Just watch some runs he makes and the amount he orchestrates. He's got that ability as well to just tell people where to be and yeah. see the game as a bigger picture. I think it's yeah. It's, I think it's credit to him as well. How I get, I bet he's so respected in the Chelsea dressing room at he's such a young age as well. He'll be he'll be seen as sort of like almost a senior, like one of the senior Absolutely. pros. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I've obviously picked. So that's my team done. I've gone for Mount and Son. Probably Mount on the right, Son on the left. Who have you gone for, wingers? Do you say you've gone for Mares? Mares on the right, yeah. Kane. But now still... 
He's still, yeah, Wesley's, <sighs> he's, even up to this morning, he's been debating it. Yeah, been up all night, tossing <laughs> and turning, thinking about it. Um, yeah, I can't read this. For me, I want to say... Who are you thinking? Yeah, who are you, who are you like? First one that came to mind was Harvey Barnes. Yeah. But he's been out for about three months now, so it's hard to... I always find it hard to include a player that's only played half so of the season. So you're thinking in your head, you're thinking, I want a traditional left-winger. Like you want a left-winger? Yeah, obviously you could, gonna, you could put Foden, you could put Grealish in. But then again, Grealish has been injured as well. Rashford's got a shout. As much as we both agree that he's not... He's not always consistent and he, he blows very hot and cold sometimes. And when he's bad, he's really bad. But when he's obviously he's, he's so good when he is good. But his yeah, his numbers don't really you can't really look past his numbers, Rashford. For me as well, with the teams and there's that there's there are players that have missed out for that exact reason. It's just mm. inconsistent inconsistency and with the Premier League it is all about that doing it over a season, isn't it? It's not like the Champions League where you can just pull it out on one night and you can make your season. Yeah. But the Premier League it is so much for me personally, it's so much about for the yeah. whole course of the season and that's what's gone into my thoughts, my picks. One yeah, one that I was also close to putting in was Rafinha. That was I was gonna mention him. Obviously he's more of a traditional right sided winger, but um Yeah, I'd prob to be honest, I'm probably gonna have to The if issue is for you because you've gone Mares. You can't switch it around. Mares is obviously a right. Yeah, yeah, you can't put Mares on the left. But um, I actually, I, I'm, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to say I mean, Rashford, but I think the think, decisions being made live here. Yeah. On the show. I'm gonna go. I mean, if I you went Harvey Barnes, that would be the biggest shock ever. I did not think you were gonna. I mean. I didn't even. I'm going to go for Rashford. I think his numbers don't lie, but uh, Harvey Barnes, you were very close to being in my team. Yeah. But I think people forget his impact he had before his injury. So everyone, everyone sort of forgotten about him even exists. Yeah. No, there are a few players like you mentioned Justin as well. Yeah. And I think Grealish, if he'd obviously had so much time out, he would have been probably a shoe in for both Mm. of our sides. I very nearly had three Leicester players in my team season then. That is. That's pretty special, that was. You happy? Yeah, I am. You should see Joel's smile shocked. on his face in this yeah. studio. <laughs> <laughs> shocked. Like, yeah, fair enough. I thought the whole thing would just be arguing about you getting trying to get as many United players in as no, possible. I've any, who have I got? I've only got two. So it, three. Let's, let's recap then. So we'll go with my team. In goal, Ilan Melier mm-hmm. from Leeds. We've got uh, left back. We've got Luke Shaw, Man United. Right back, Jao Cancelo. Centre backs, Johnny Evans and Diaz. Ruben Diaz, that is. Um, then I've got Ilkay Gundogan and Tielemans sitting in centre mid. Attacking midfield, gone Bruno Fernandes. And then Mount and Son either side of him. And Harry Kane through the middle. You want to recap yours? Good side. Um, Edison in goal. Um Got Cancelo and Shaw as the full backs as well. Um Ruben Diaz, Harry Maguire. We've got a sitting in front of them too. We've got Yuri Tielemans and Wilfred and Didi. Bruno Fernandez in that midfield as well. And then um yeah, Mares, Rashford and Kane as the front front line. You've I think you've gone for a controversial one this year. 
I think they could be controversial, mate. What, my team? Yeah. Really? I think I think Maguire's a controversial one. Nah. Just purely because Maguire divides opinion anyway. Yeah. But, obviously, I'm so shocked. Game of opinions, isn't it? And Diddy and, and, Diddy and Tiedemans. Fair play to you. I agree. But, I mean, obviously, I don't agree because I've got yeah. Gundogan, but... In, in Diddy, for for me, it was Tielemans or in Diddy could either, either yeah. have got him. I thought, so I thought they both deserved to be in, to be honest. Yeah. Definitely. Fair enough. So, player of the year, who are you saying? And what reason as well? I'd, I'd, I'd like to say Bruno. But, um, but for me, I'm just going to go for purely an effect on a team and a whole, yeah, whole team. I'm going to have to Ruben Diaz, I think. Yeah, we can agree on that. I think, Bruno, in personally, I, I still think him and De Bruyne. I think he's, if like the, the best, if not second best, player in the league. But yeah, when it comes to an effect, like, City wouldn't be doing what they've done this season without Ruben Diaz. That's just certain. Yeah. If they had someone else playing in defence, if even if it was Stones and Laporte, I don't think I don't think they would have. Maybe not even have won the league. I think Diaz is that important. So true. It's so. True. I don't think you can't you can't give it anyone else other than Ruben no. Diaz. Just for. You can just see it that this guy is going to be leading this Man City side to mm. titles. And I think he's only 23 as well. Yeah, he which is, is scary. Yeah. Because he looks like about 30. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think you can have little argument with that, really. No. I think most people would choose him. Maybe if, if Bruno had, had kept going, kept that pace going, you probably. Yeah, well, well I just, an argument, but I just, I think, you no, know, as much as you can always say Bruno, I just think until United win a meaningful trophy, then you've, I think a player that wins the player of the year has got to be a player that's won trophies and there's every chance that Diaz is going to go in and win three or four. Fair play to you, mate. I didn't think you'd, I thought you would be a shoo-in. Um, no. Bruno, I thought you'd definitely be going Bruno, but fair play to you. Um, young player of the year. There's a couple. What about your player of the year, Diaz? Oh, yeah, I've got Diaz, Diaz yeah. as well. Sorry, yeah. Young player of the year. So, what are you going? What sort of stop cut-off point? Under twenty-three. Yeah. But it's Ruben Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I've got a few few in mind. Obviously, Wesley Fofana. Yeah. Melier has to be there because I put him in my team. Obviously, Phil Foden. Yeah. For me, I'd go Phil Foden. Yeah, I'll go Foden as well, but I. Yeah, Fafana, definitely one. Greenwood's come come good near come the end good. of the season. Uh, Harvey Barnes, honourable mention. Yeah, James Justin. James Justin. Don't know how he's 21. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous <laughs> I mean, Ruben Diaz is a shout. <laughs> I mean, if he's player of the year, realistically, he is young player of the year, but we can't give him both. Awards. Yeah. Out of the obvious. Conza's obviously young. Yeah, Conza. Um, I think, I'd, I don't know how old he is. He might be older than 23. Matty Cash. Got a yeah. good season in the Villa. I think he is a bit older than 23. Yeah. Pedro Neto. Pedro Neto, yeah. So obviously he's had a really bad injury now, which is awful. But Wolves didn't really get any kind of a mention in this. I think they've had a bit <laughs> of a disappointing season, really, haven't they? Yeah. They've sort of... I always see, I always put Wolves in the same category as Everton. Yeah. Sort of a really bad watch, but... Yeah. And I think Nuno should be doing better, really, with that squad. Yeah, well, the, the standard he set himself finishing seventh consecutive seasons. I mean, mm. Europa League last year. Yeah, I think they have struggled, but then again, maybe he's just took him as far as he can. Maybe he needs a new challenge. So, young player of the year, I'm going to go Foden. 
Foden, yeah. Yeah, we'll both go Foden. In terms of just sticking with that, what would you, who would be uh, your disappointment for a team that really disappointed you this season? What would be disappointment of the year? I'd personally would say Wolves. I think Southampton disappointed me as well. Because I've started really off rate, so well. I've yeah. rated Hassan Hootel. I think he's one of the future kind of managers that you'll see move up the league. But yeah, I think they sat around like 14th, pretty, pretty, pretty standard yeah. season for them. One Nothing to really write home about. One whose squad is isn't good, so we didn't expect that much of them. But you've got to say, Arsenal has just been an embarrassment. Good result last night. Good result last night, but doesn't mean anything. They're not going to finish. They can't get a Europa League. Really, they're never. They're not. So, sort of a mean. They're sort of meaningless wins these games. Like when doesn't make, doesn't mean anything. They need their facts that they've left it to this late in the season to get a first good, yeah, solid win. They've Europa League. They're really, really bad, weren't they? It always seems of us as just one step forward and then two steps back. Yeah, I just I think Arteta's oh, got even though the, I do feel sorry for him because the players are clearly not the players that he needs or wants. I think he's sort of in a similar situation as Solskjaer was, where Solskjaer has obviously not been back to hundred percent, but to an extent he's been backed. He's got rid of the players he didn't want, and he's got his own sort of styling. So I think you have to give Arteta another season and back him because. So the problem with these people, everyone's so quick to jump on managers, aren't they? About how, but it's the people above that should be. You, they need these managers need to, their the tools to do the job. Arteta hasn't. He's got a poor squad out there. I agree completely. But I don't think I still don't. I think he still could have done a lot better with this Arsenal team. And I think a lot of stuff is down to him. I think his in-game management's not the best. But clubs are seeing now that this. Attitude and of just getting managers out as fast as they mm. came in and yeah. expecting instant results, it's just unrealistic. No, why I don't think it benefits Arsenal at all to mm. get rid of Arteta and do all the good work he's done. He appears to be popular amongst yeah. Arsenal players, they seem to play for him. I mean, some games they don't, but when of Arsenal players, they just don't seem to play for anyone at some times. They couldn't mm. play for Arsene Wenger, but. Yeah, no, I think it's a shout. I think Arsenal have been really disappointing this season. Yeah, Tottenham as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. They should, yeah. With with talent like Kane and Son, the fact that they've made my team this season and Spurs are where are they sat currently? Like eighth, I think, ninth, maybe. Yeah, no. the seventh. 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 Um, signing of the season. Well, again, it's hard to look past Diaz, but I'm not going to go. I'm not going to pick him for everything be a bit unfair but yeah um i'd probably say on a f- for the value of a free signing probably have to say Edison Cavani yeah it's a shout or for the money Sufal yeah Sufal or Cavani for me can't really pick between them i was going to go for Farna here but i am i'm still going to go for Farna i think Kufal is a real shout but for Farna just purely thinking in terms of his how like the the value he's going to rise to, how impressive he's been this season, and as a Leicester fan, I didn't even expect him to be anywhere near the. I thought he'd be in obviously around the bench. If players got injured, he'd play, but I didn't expect him to feature as as, no. um, as much as he has. No. I don't re- yeah. Due to injuries, he's been forced to be one of Leicester's most reliable players. Uh, last. But not least, 
Let's do a one random honourable mention. So just one player that's impressed you this season. Have you got one? Yeah. I can't so it. I've gone, just to give Westy a bit of time to think, I've gone for Jack Harrison at Leeds. Left midfield. Just purely just has impressed me. When I've seen him play. Yeah. Creates creates um creates a lot of chances and has a good ball into the box. Good ball at the feet. Yeah, just impressed me. Bit of a random one, but I think he's been good. Yeah. Yeah, he has been good. Yeah, mine is I'm gonna go for Birch and Triore. What, Villa? Yeah. Wow. I've heard a lot Just of like status him. Oh, I think he's a good top player, I do. I think he's been really good actually. Well, every time I've watched him, he scored that goal against United on Sunday. Good yeah. one. Actually scored against his old Trafford as well. But um no, I just think he's I think he's really good. I think he's probably better than Villa's level ultimately. I think he could go and you, he could play in the They've needed him as well with with Greenwich being out. They yeah. need someone to step up. I do like him. And, uh, yeah, and I mentioned him earlier, Matt Target, another Villa player that's I think gone under the radar and been the sort of one that people should probably take notice of more. Yeah. I think the biggest win some of the biggest winners really have been probably Villa and, West and Leeds and West Ham, West Ham yeah. in terms of just just impressing the season. Obviously we've had yeah. we've our teams obviously feature the ones that you'd expect, but mm. Och Bonner is another one for me. Yeah. Been really good this season. Good. Yeah. So yeah, I think we'll we'll finish there, West. I think two good teams and some yeah. some interesting picks. We've managed to Give a bit of insight. And yeah, and we've managed to not argue as much yeah. as we thought. I thought we'd have more, to be fair, but yeah. Common sense has prevailed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, Ari's, Ari, uh, the producer, has been a good mediator yeah. and made sure no, nothing's kicked off. Um, but yeah, cheers, Ari, for helping us out again today, mate. Thanks, mate. Yeah, if you could just follow the podcast, share. give us a review, share it. If someone, um, If someone you know that might read it, yeah, we we appreciate the support and yeah, we've enjoyed this episode. Yep. Got anything Very more you want to say? No, no, just yeah. Thanks for supporting us and hope you enjoy this episode because it's really enjoyable to for us to record and it was an enjoyable. Speak. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll see you next week. We might. We've got. We're having a few issues with studios. We might have to move studios. So we'll keep you updated and hopefully you shouldn't notice any difference. But yeah, thanks for listening. See you next week.